This podcast is produced by the Roseworthy Veterinary Alumni Network. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily represent the position of the University of Adelaide. Hello everyone and welcome to the University of Adelaide Roseworthy Veterinary Alumni Network podcast. My name is Dr Emma Maley and in this episode the RVA presents Dr Zoe Anastasiadis who will be joining me to discuss internships and residencies. Before we get started I'd like to thank our sponsors Zewi Peak who we'll just hear a short message from now. Inspired to create a complete and balanced alternative to raw feeding, Zewi Peak Air Dried provides peak nutrition without the compromise. Made for carnivores, Zewi's Peak Prey recipes feature high inclusions of meat, organs, seafood and bone in authentic ratios. Extremely nutrient-dense, three portions of raw meat and organs make one portion of air-dried food. There is no need to refrigerate, thaw or rehydrate. When feeding Zewi Peak, a little goes a long way. This means pet guardians can expect to feed less than standard dry foods or raw diets. Zewi leads the way in free-range ethical sourcing. We only partner with farmers who believe wholeheartedly in their role as kaitiaki, or guardians of the land, sea and its creatures. Today's pet guardians want only the best for their pets. Their pets' safety, health and happiness is everything. That's what drives Zewi's passion for peak nutrition without compromise. Alrighty, thank you Zoe so much for joining me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for having me, Emma. So I am just about to finish my veterinary ophthalmology residency. So I've got a couple more weeks um, and the plan is at this stage to sit my European college exams next year, all going well. So I graduated from the University of Adelaide in 2013. So I was in the first cohort of graduates, which I think 10 years next year is our anniversary, I guess, of, of graduating. And yeah, so I was actually born in, well, I'm from Adelaide, so I finished school and went straight into vet school. That's awesome. Do you know at what point in vet school you sort of thought, yeah, maybe I do want to specialize? Was it afterwards? Like what made you want to do sort of internships and residencies? So I worked in mixed practice predominantly for the first kind of two and a half years. And I actually, when I graduated, just wanted to try and see as many things as I could. And, you know, that goes across animal species as well. I kind of wanted to get as broad a experience as I could. And then after working for about two and a half years, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do general practice anymore. Um, And so I uh, applied for an internship at the University of Queensland And the reason why I chose that one is that it was the broadest at the time. I'm not sure if that's still the case now, but it was the broadest internship. So I did a small animal rotating internship and I rotated through emergency and critical care, GP, exotics, avian and exotics, actually, medicine, surgery, and I'm sure there's one, and anesthesia. So um, the reason why I picked that one is because I wasn't really sure and so I wanted to try and get as exposed to as many options as I could. That's awesome. It sounds like you really kind of dipped into a bit of everything there. I guess it was good to give you that experience. Did you did that one just sort of like fall into like place at the time or were you looking at a lot of different ones? I had looked at a couple, but most of the other internships 
and I'm not sure if this is still the case, but at that time you usually rotated through medicine, surgery and emergency and critical care, um, whereas it's quite unusual to rotate through avian exotics and anesthesia. And I really liked anesthesia when I was a student. So, and actually my old lecturer at uni was the head of the department at UQ. So I had a few friendly, familiar faces when I started there. So yeah, they, that was pretty much the only one I looked at because I wanted to try and get exposure to other departments, which at the time they weren't being rotated to. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think quite a lot of the multidiscipline hospitals rotate through quite a broad number of specialist departments now. And sort of what time of the year did you find that most of them seemed to come up or when did you find you were having to really think about and apply for these sorts of things? So I think most of them start actually at the start of the year, so kind of January, but I actually started mid-year in mine. So I um, started in June, I think, or July, and I'd actually applied for it in, I think, maybe February or March and then waited sort of four months before I started. But most of them at the time used to come out kind of at the end of the year and then you start a new calendar year. Yeah, that makes, I guess that makes sense really because, I mean, you're doing it for a a year's, you know, period and all that sort of stuff. So then for you, you obviously chose that rotating internship and I guess that was what worked best for you. How do you think someone should, you know, decide or figure out whether they should do a specific internship or a rotating internship? So I think the rotating internships are good because you get exposure to lots of different departments. And unless you are kind of dead set on, you know, there's one thing that you absolutely want to do, I still think um, that you gain a lot of experience and exposure from working in different departments because you understand and you work out that they actually all coexist. And so a lot of cases that, you know, may initially see emergency get moved to surgery or medicine. And, and and like human medicine, veterinary medicine is definitely a collaborative approach. You can't just assume that one department does everything. And actually in a functioning workplace, that's definitely the best way to be is that you've got a lot of collaboration. So I think a rotating internship allows you to kind of appreciate that a lot more than probably doing an individual residency I mean individual internship um, and I think a lot of residencies programs these days actually want you to have done a rotating internship before you even then do an inter- internship that's specific for one special specialty program. No it makes sense having to get all of that experience and, and yeah you're right that collaborative approach is what we kind of all know and understand in veterinary medicine so it certainly seems like the logical approach. So then if someone's looking at an internship what do you think are some of the key things they should Ooh, be that's a hard for? one. Um, I actually rotated with multiple different interns and actually from a social perspective they've become some of my closest like closest friends Uh, because you kind of get exposure to the best and the worst parts of an internship. So it's really nice to have support, not just from the faculty heads, but also from the interns that you're with. So I personally would want to pick a program that's got multiple, you know, multiple interns um, because there's something said from, uh, you know, being able to kind of communicate with people that are in the same boat as you. Making sure you've kind of got good 
supervisors and um, you know people that kind of have your back because it can be pretty stressful at times so making sure there's lots of support is really nice and depending on how much kind of flexibility you're going to get in terms of also doing study and all of those things I kind of didn't go straight out of uni into an internship so I kind of had an idea on some things already but I think it's really important to make sure that you've got a supportive workplace. So then transitioning from that you know you were you did have that experience and those sorts of things did you find that that was really important when you were interviewing or what did you find was was important when you were applying for those sorts of internships? Um, I think you probably can get an idea from the previous interns I think if that's if you're really interested in one program I think the best people to ask generally are the people that have either are doing it currently or have previously done it. That's probably going to give you the most information. So I think I would say most people are happy to ask questions. I think before I started in Queensland, I'd asked multiple questions to a couple of the other interns that had just finished. So I definitely think that they're a wealth of um, knowledge. So they're probably the best people to ask, I think. So then say you get in and you're super successful. What do you think people should expect from an internship? Well, you're there to learn. And so you want to make sure that it's a productive workplace that you kind of can learn and learn from people that obviously know more than you do, but also that you get some responsibility to to you know have a go at understanding cases or how you would manage them and then know that someone's got your back. So I think that's really important so that you not only kind of gain experience but also you kind of have more of a a knowledge base to then you know go out in the real world and and be able to make decisions and and know the best options um, even if it's allowing you to speak to owners about you know the the weird and wonderful things that are available treatment wise for various problems that you may on previously not been exposed to sounds like it's Either way, it's going to be a lot of a lot of work and it looks like, you know, you learn a lot from it. I guess that's kind of the point of these internships is that they are, you know, intensive, but can be really great in the end. So what are some of your favorite memories or sort of the best parts you have from your internships? Well, I was quite lucky in that we had um, an avian and exotic specialist. So I definitely previously prior to my internship definitely wouldn't have had any idea how to crop feed anything, let alone a macaw and putting you know beak extenders on and you know all these weird and wonderful things which I've never done since then but you know it really makes you appreciate what you can learn from other people when you're out of your comfort zone the other thing is that you know even now when I run into people that I used to work with sort of many many years ago I still have this kind of genuine respect and I you know love talking to them and and knowing what they're doing now so I think that you become friends with lots of people and that can only benefit you I think. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, so much of the veterinary industry is, you know, making these really strong bonds with people. And and as you said, it's a collaborative industry and we need to learn to work together. So being able to have those connections is is really great. And I mean, a lot of us go into vet wanting to to do new things and exciting things. And I guess being able to do interesting things like crop feeding macaws and adding on beak extenders must be really exciting. So I think even, you know, if you're doing it once, that must be really, really cool. So what do you think would happen though, if you went into an internship and then suddenly you decided that maybe it wasn't for you? Do you think someone should stick it out or what's your advice? 
That's that's a hard one. Um, I guess it depends on why you were doing an internship in the first place and whether or not it was to gain experience and you wanted to go back to being a general practitioner or, you know, you wanted to do an internship because you want to specialize. Could be that it's just not that it's the internship, but maybe it's not the right place for you. So, you know, it, it's okay to... Uh, you know, decide that something's not working for you and, you know, you can go do something else for a little while and you can always try it or you can try it somewhere else. So I don't know. I don't know if you necessarily need to stick it out because I think it's probably overall better that you're a happy person rather than a person that's hating going to work every day. So it could just be that it's not the right place for you and or rather than kind of putting yourself through lots of stress, I'd probably just have a break and then reassess later. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think that's pretty sound advice there. And I mean, so going from internship, transitioning into that sort of residency, I guess, how did you decide what you wanted to then pursue? So I always liked surgery, but I always liked surgery when I was an intern. That was neuro. <laughs> I, I always liked kind of microsurgery and kind of soft tissue surgery, but uh, orthopedics definitely wasn't my strong point. So I, I liked surgery and I really liked medicine and I was tossing up for a while between whether I'd do ophthalmology because I always loved eyes even as a student I thought that was just amazing or whether or not I'd go down the medicine route and it wasn't until probably the last couple of weeks of my rotating internship when everyone asks you what do you want to do that I decided that probably ophthalmology was uh, for me and that I really would miss not being able to do surgery so it didn't come like straight away I needed to work out quite a few things before I decided exactly what I wanted to do and I'd spent quite a few weeks kind of observing with the ophthalmologists and they used to come out to the uni as well so I'd kind of see their cases and I always loved watching what they were doing so and that's when I thought ophthalmology was for me and then I finished my internship and probably most people are aware the ophthalmology the ophthalmology uh, departments, I guess, um, all around Australia. There's not that many of them. It's quite a niche specialty. Um, there's one practice in Adelaide, which is where I'm doing my residency. And then there's a couple in Sydney and a couple in Melbourne and a couple in Brisbane and one in Perth. So it was kind of just waiting game and seeing what every, you know, what was available. And at that point, I had decided to come back to Adelaide and I did um, some locuming because I was studying for my small animal membership exams because part of the Australian college requirement is that you've done a membership before you can sit your fellowship exams. And ophthalmology is probably one of the only ones where there's no membership equivalent. So you have to actually do study in an in an, uh, I guess, alternate discipline before you then can focus on just ophthalmology, I guess. So what did you choose to do your alternate study in? So I, I did small animal medicine. So that's what I've got my memberships in. And it was a long haul. I had to kind of uh, get my get up my knowledge up to scratch and lots and lots of study. But it was I felt a real achievement when I um, passed my membership exam. So and not to mention a lot of relief. (laughs) 
<laughs> would have just been a weight off your shoulders just to be able to, you know, suddenly you've got that under the belt and now you can focus on what you really want to do. So then from that point on, how did you find your residency? So I had come back to Adelaide and I was interested in ophthalmology and I was just kind of waiting because they used to there's a lot more um, residents now from when I started but there used to be one or two depending on the year residencies in Australia so it wasn't there wasn't that many options and when I came back I used to take depending on what my rostered day off was but I would go to veterinary ophthalmic referrals which is where I work you know once or once a week or once a fortnight just to observe and see practice there hoping that I'd kind of get more experience but also when an opportunity arose for a residency that I would kind of have uh, at least a bit more of an understanding and kind of be familiar with the processes and at that point the resident that was prior to me he'd just finished his residency and Tony Reed, who's my supervisor said that he was going to take on another resident and I'd kind of shown that I was really uh, interested <laughs> probably drove him nuts but he was pretty kind of happy to have me as his new resident so I was very lucky I think sometimes timing and being in the right place at the right time definitely helps so a good mix of yeah right time right place and then just a bit of persistence as well and and getting into that so you're nearing the end of your residency that's right yes yes I've got two weeks formal formally two more two more weeks and then I become a registrar that's very exciting and and how are you feeling for your exams how did you really go about obviously you're not doing them yet but um you know what's your process of preparing for them I suppose so I'm actually currently registered with both the Australian New Zealand College and the European College so I kind of uh, they're slightly different exams and um, basically at this stage once you finish your residency you have to have kind of finished your logbook if that makes sense so we kind of have a requirement in terms of what species we have to see and at which numbers what surgeries we have to do and presentations and papers we have to have published so once you've kind of done all of that you then have to be able to kind of show the college that you've done all the requirements and then they will tell you whether or not you can credential so that's currently what I'll be waiting on to make sure that I get all my ducks in a row before September and then the process for studying for exams is I'm trying to not think about it but I have started studying but basically it's just a lot of learning of current literature so you have to basically know the literature from various different journals for the last sort of seven years before your exam and thankfully um, I've made some very good friends as well that are also ophthalmology residents so we've managed to get our good little study group organized and divvy up all the journals and and study together so I think that makes a big difference. Absolutely. I mean, as you said, it's a collaborative process. So if that includes study, that's totally fine too. (laughs) So what do you think your overall advice would be for someone who's sort of thinking about pursuing something, thinking about an internship or residency? What do you think are some important things to remember? That sometimes things take time and uh, you'll be working for a long time. So don't don't be disheartened if it doesn't work out the first time. You know, there's diff- lots of different avenues that you can go down and, you know, lots of people do multiple internships. So 
you know, I think as long as you're patient and as long as you're kind of persistent and that you, you know, if it's something that you want to do, I'm, I'm sure that you would be able to achieve it. So I think being uh, kind of flexible as well makes a big difference and, and maybe not being so kind of headstrong initially on, you know, I've got to do this at this time to avoid dis- disappointment because everyone knows that even people that don't, uh, you know, don't end up doing what they want straight away. There's always a way. Absolutely. And look, thank you so much for chatting with us, Zoe. No problems. It's uh, really great for us to be able to have you and thank you for taking the time. Um, I'm sure everyone has really gained a lot from listening to this. I'd like to thank our sponsors again, Zee Peak, who helped make this episode possible. A big thank you to our listeners as well. We really hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you're not already, make sure you're following the University of Adelaide Roseworthy Veterinary Alumni Network on social media at Roseworthy Vet Alumni on Instagram and Roseworthy Veterinary Alumni on Facebook, as well as showing us some love on whichever streaming platform you're listening on today. We will see you in the next episode. Thank you.